when bands like come up to me and say, hey, thanks for doing this. You know, this is really cool. And, you know, it's really helped me a lot. And I've, you know, met this one and I've met that one. And, you know, thanks to you, I'm working with this one. Some of my best moments in life is like when you have somebody get on stage and says, hey, I want to thank Indian for saving my life. That's hard to beat, you know? And so that's, that's why I still do what I do. Welcome to For the Love of Mesa, the show where you get to meet our makers, the people who are turning Mesa, Arizona into the hottest hotspot in the Southwest. I'm Brian Nissen. Mesa, that's what I feel. Free, free, free. I'm on the way. If you were in downtown Mesa on the third weekend in April this year, you certainly weren't alone. In fact, downtown rarely sees a crowd that big. Or here's a sound this big. Over three days, the seventh annual Mesa Music Festival drew thousands of people to see more than 250 artists on 10 different stages. A few days before the festival, I spoke with the founder, Joseph Anteo, but everyone calls him Indian. Indian says the Mesa Music Festival promotes a certain kind of artist. Mostly in, uh, new and emerging artists. Uh, we have a couple of like nationals uh, and more established acts. And then you have like local bands that are doing very, very well. Uh, you're like Christopher Shane, uh, This Modern, which is Mesa Boys. More about This Modern, the Mesa Boys, later. The origin of the Mesa Music Festival is about as simple as it gets. I used to do one back east in New Jersey called the Jersey Shore Festival, and we did it for about 13 years. And um, a lot of people were saying, oh, you should do one on the West Coast. And I was like, yeah, I, was, I gave it some thought. And, you know, initially I was thinking like, you know, L.A., San Diego, you know, your usual um, towns you would think of. And um, so I was in Mesa. And I was going downtown, and I just had the, the click moment where I looked around. I said, wow, this could be the place. I got together with Mark Garcia here at Visa Mesa, and he was a champion from day one. And um, we started we started building it, and every year it got a little bigger and a little better. And what I really enjoyed was the fact that, you know, at the end of the event, people were always saying, hey, Indian, this is the best one yet. And they were saying it every year. So I knew we had we were getting some traction and I, I knew we were on to something. And almost by default, we became like the only one of its kind where there's other emerging artists festival, but none of them are free. Okay. So and the other the other thing is, you know, what we try to do is do like one on one mentoring and that sort of thing where, you know, I'll get like a professional tour manager or publishing guy. That's the Mesa Music Festival in a nutshell. It's for new and emerging talent, it's free, and it's a place where new artists can be mentored by professionals. It's interesting to hear this story because you were looking at Mesa right at the time when it was really starting to turn around. Yeah. The first year we did it was like the year right before the uh, light rail came all the way down. And um, it's incredible to see the growth and to see all the, the, the amazing things that are happening downtown. And this is really like, 
cool little sense of community with like the, the the businesses and you know it's exciting to be part of it you know to see it grow from like you know where you know there was just a couple of places playing music and now seems like everybody's getting in on it and uh it's it's really exciting to see the comment that we hear a lot is that it's so authentic it's a lot of one-of-a-kind breweries and uh, places to eat and it seems like this event kind of reinforces that this is kind of feels like a one-off in a way yes i agree and you know i was here a few months ago and i'm walking down main street and i smell a familiar smell and it was uh espiritu that espiritu restaurant they were grilling lobsters on Main Street, and I'm like, hold on a second, I gotta, I gotta, you know, try this. It was amazing. Wow. It was really, really good, and I was blown away. I'm like, yeah, a lot of different and and cool, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. It's really neat what you're doing down here. Indians' timing couldn't have been better. In the eight years that followed his decision to do the Mesa Music Festival, downtown Mesa became home to scores of new restaurants, coffee shops, and craft brew joints and many of them became outdoor venues for the festival. 12 West, uh, we have Jared's, Chupacabra's outside as well. Can you talk about how that downtown is laid out and why it's kind of perfect for a festival? It, it's very conducive to what we're doing because, you know, it's like, for example, I, I was down at South by Southwest the, this past year. South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, is the biggest annual music festival in the country. And it's become really like spread out. So like, you know, sometimes it's like miles to get to the other venue. Yeah. And I think that being compact and like all like tight, it, it really helps out because again, you know, you're looking at the list and oh, I want to check these guys out at four. Will I be able to make it to this one at six or five o'clock? And so it's great that you the answer is always yes. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> within, you know, a couple of blocks walking yeah. distance. So it's, it, uh, it's very conducive to what we're doing. Indian knew he had something right from the get-go. The first year we did it, I'll never forget, I was driving down the uh, main on a golf cart. So there was music coming out of every spot, and it was really neat. And my hair stood on end, and I was just so proud that, you know, I, 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 not only me, but we made it happen. The second year, Indian invited a special guest. God rest his soul, Chester Bennington. I mean, I remember him at the end of the gig uh, saying, hey, man, keep doing this. This is uh, really, really cool. If that name doesn't ring a bell, Chester Bennington was the front man for Linkin Park, whose album, Hybrid Theory, became the best-selling album of its decade. Chester was just amazing. He, um, we, he was at our VIP party, and somebody asked for an autograph. And this line started forming. And he started signing autographs for everybody. And I was, like, I was like, I walked up to him. I said, hey, man, you don't have to do this. He said, no, man, I want to do this. And I, I started looking around, and I'm like, man, if you're a band from, like, Des Moines, Iowa, and you come to Mesa, and you're, like, you know, hanging out with Chester Bennington or, you know, uh, Matt Pinfield or any of these people, uh, it, it's, it's a little more um, intimate and almost like boutique you know, where it's like, you know, you go to a lot of these big uh, conferences and festivals and you never get to hang or meet anybody, you know? Yeah. So it, it is a little more laid back and... Well, again, the boutique-ness of it yeah. kind of matches the, the downtown, I think. Yeah, the whole be. vibe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a natural fit. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool, yeah. What made you think you could pull that off here? Tell me more about that moment. Yeah, yeah. The openness of, like, everybody involved, you know, everybody from the mayor, the council, and... You know, again, I, I can't say enough about how Visit Mesa was the 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 biggest champion because if without them, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone. You know, the coolest thing about the event is that it's free. 
but as we know, nothing's free. So obviously, you know, you definitely need good, good, uh, good partners. I mean, this year we got Amazon on board and it was just, uh, it just, it just shows how like it's growing and how like, you know, more and more people are understanding what it, because a lot of people don't get that, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. And I'm just, that's what I'm most proud of is like really being there to help people along. During the interview, Indian keeps drifting back to this idea, helping new artists on their journey. This is what drives him. Like when your band comes up to you and says, hey, I got more out of your, your gig than I did South by, it's a big deal for me. And talk about what that would mean when someone says, I got more out of this than that. What do they mean when they say well, that? Well, well for, for example, like when I touched on before, like where you can actually be walking down the street and run in, you know, bump into Matt Pinfield and he'll actually sit there and talk to you. Matt Pinfield is a music executive who rose to fame as one of the first VJs on MTV. And not that it can't happen elsewhere, but it just seems to happen more at our events. It's like I said, it's very tight and and uh, small and uh, a little more easy access to some of the. Yes, access is the word. That's that's a hundred. You're you're right on the mark. I try to do as much as I can, knowing that you know most musicians, you know they're living hand to mouth here. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Where and and you know before all the this world of social media, and, you know bands would actually be able to make a couple of bucks by going, playing a gig, selling some merch, selling some CDs, and having enough gas money to get to the next next market. Sure. That doesn't happen anymore. This is another thing I really like about what we do is like bands will come and, you know, they'll play the gig and then they'll be hanging out with other bands and then the next year they're actually working together and recording and, and that's gold. You mm. can't, you know, that's that's the money right there. That's the money right there. That says everything you need to know about Indian. He is paid in the connections he helps musicians make. Some of my best moments in life is like when you have somebody get on stage and says, hey, I want to thank Indian for saving my life. That's hard to beat, you know? Yeah. So that's that's why I still do what I do. And, you know, when, when bands like come up to me and say, hey, thanks for doing this. You know, this is really cool. And, you know, it's really helped me a lot. And I've, you know, met this one and I've met that one. And, you know, thanks to you, I'm working with this one. And that's why I do it. And, you know, there's something about being there in the beginning when, when it's starting to, you know, swell. Yeah that's pretty magical it's a really really cool feeling to see it happen tell me now about personally about you uh, you've got an interesting name tell me about your name and right. about growing up and your interest in music so my 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 birth name is jose Anteo, joseph Anteo, and um i'm actually i was born in portugal i came over i was 13 months old so i'm a i'm a, I'm a portuguese kid so I wasn't very good as a musician, and I realized that early on. So I've always been the coach, never the player. And uh, I've always been a big fan of music. I, I, um, I've been, in, like I said, I've been in it for over 30 years where I started booking bands, and then I went to work for a record company, and then after that I had my own record label. And uh, But uh, when I was young, I was... 13-year-old kid, and I was a punk kid, and I had a red mohawk, and somebody called me Indian, and you know I used to hate it, and then it's just, you know how nicknames yeah. go, it just took on a life of its own, and then when I started working at the record label, they just put it on my card, and I was like, I guess I'm Indian now, you know, and, <laughs> and it, it, it just kind of works for me, because, you know, people don't forget it. The Mesa Music Festival has gotten bigger every year. 
although COVID definitely put a wrinkle in things. But Indian has a philosophy about pandemics and all of life's little curveballs. So I don't let much bother me anymore. I've learned that once you're in the wave, don't try to fight it because you're going to break something or hurt yourself. You know, when you start tumbling, you just tumble and, you know, wherever it ends. But, like, it's been challenging. You know, it's been challenging a lot for, like, people not understanding what it is. You know, it's funny. When when we first started doing the Mason Music Festival, everybody thought it was going to be, like, a Coachella or a Tempe Beach Park thing or yeah. whatever, and like, oh well, I don't. I never heard of any of these bands. That's the point. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the point is to have bands that you never heard of. I, I remember being a kid and telling my friends about Nine Inch Nails, and they were like Nine Inch Who. I remember booking Three Eleven for two hundred bucks in a pizza, and people were like, really? Yeah, I, they all start somewhere. People don't realize that that you know bands like Corn and. All these massive bands that I've I remember when you know they couldn't get arrested. Yeah, and you know to watch it happen is that's what gets me going. Speaking of what gets Indian going, let's get back to those Mesa rockers. This modern, they're a clinic in what the Mesa Music Festival is all about. Their frontman is Marcus Reardon. He's a Mesa boy, all right. I'm born and raised in Mesa. I was actually born at the Banner Hospital there on Dobson in the 60s. Um, grew up on Lindsay and McKellops over there by the old Bashes and kind of near Mountain View High School. And um, my dad went to Mountain View. My mom went to Mountain View. All their siblings all went to Mountain View. And so that little corner of, of East Mesa is just like very, very deeply rooted for myself and for my whole family. When did you think that this was what you were going to do? To be all the way honest with you, I've always known, um, it just didn't, I didn't really know how, I didn't know what it was going to look like until I got to be about a senior in high school. Um, and funny enough, I started as a rapper. <laughs> I started rapping, making rap songs with, with one of my best friends. And uh, my first ever project that we ever dropped came out New Year's Day 2011. He got a great reaction. It was it was really cool at the school. I remember just walking through the hallways and people were talking to me about it. And, and that feeling of people coming up to me and being like, hey, I heard the song. I mean, I, it was hook, line, and sinker. A turning point came just a few years later when Marcus was about to graduate from ASU with a degree in journalism. I started getting placements on big blogs. Music blogs were like the biggest thing in the world, probably from about 2010 to maybe 2014, 15, where, you know, the right blog placement would would change your life overnight. And so, um, you know, I remember an article somewhere had referred to me as one of the best young rapping talents in the country. And I was like, wow, like maybe I maybe I really am. Tell me about the Mesa Music Festival, the role that it's played in your life. What's it done for you? Mesa Music Festival was the last show I ever played as teammate Marcus, as that entity. I retired it at the Mesa Music Festival. And then the next day on the main stage at the festival, we introduced this modern. Um, but that first show, you know, they they gave me the opportunity to end one career and, and start another. And so for that alone, I'm entirely grateful. Um, but aside from that, you know, the, the festival itself has a lot of kind of networking components around it and parties and gathering and kind of guest speakers and keynote speakers and sessions and things like that. So um, we got connected to many people. Um, at that time, we actually got 
some interest from Red Bull Records after a meeting that we had set up there at the Mesa Music Festival. And so um, it's done a lot for me, whether it's introduced me to, to big people in the industry to, you know, get me into conversations and, and, you know, record deal conversations that I never thought I would ever be in in my entire life, all directly because of the Mesa Music Festival. And then obviously there's just so much love between between us and the city of Mesa and um, they've done everything for us. I'm, I'm endlessly grateful for that. It's great to see everybody here. I'm Matt Pinfield, and the band I'd like to introduce you to right now are from Mesa. They're hometown heroes, so please make some noise for This Modern! For this modern, the Mesa Music Festival worked as designed. An emerging talent making important connections as they perform live for an audience attending for free. I caught up with Mesa's mayor, John Giles, after this modern performed. Have you been to any of the other ones? I've been to all of the other yeah, ones. You yeah, have. And so what have you seen? How has it changed? Uh, I think this year is really a tipping point. I mean, it it used to be that we were promoting the event, and now the event promotes itself. Uh, It's just people all over. It's fun to see downtown Mesa this populated with with people that are all having such a great time. And to have bands like This Modern from Mesa, I mean, I went went and took a picture with them before they went on stage. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is obviously great for downtown, but it's great for the city as well. And this is this event's gonna grow. I mean, if you think back, things like South by Southwest, yeah. this is how they started. Yeah, you know, they weren't any different. Uh, they were smaller than this. And so next year, I think you're gonna see. Uh, I mean, the folks from Amazon are here. It's gonna be on Amazon Music probably next year. Awesome. Uh, and that's a worldwide audience, obviously. And so you you know you you never know. This could really. Um, Mesa could become synonymous with, with live music very Wouldn't easily. Wouldn't that be cool? Because it is yeah. a music town. It should be known as a music town, right? For sure. Yeah. we got a lot of talent here. It's inevitable that the conversation comes back to this. Will Mesa become the next big music town? When I first started the Mesa Music Festival, I thought it was fertile ground for Mesa to become a music city. Mm-hmm. And I, I always thought... Wow, you know, it's ours for the taking. You know, Mesa could definitely become the next big music thing. If it does, it will be in no small part because of the Mesa Music Festival and the former punk rocker who brought it to town. It gave this modern a serious hand up. An Indian will be here to guide the next young group along. For Visit Mesa, And for the love of Mesa, I'm Brian Nissen.